0: Good morning or good evening, and thank you for tuning in to interview with DJ Malterna. I'm speaking to multi-instrumentalist, London-based, indie-tronic artist, Rodney Cromwell, the sole electronic project of Adam Cresswell. I'm going to call you Adam or Rodney. Either's a-
1: great. Yeah. Either's- I was thinking about this a minute ago. I mean, I'm sure people just call Bono, Bono, don't they? But his real name's Paul. <laughs> well, I go by either. I'm flexible.
0: yeah. Well you know i, I good morning. I just say good good evening for you. It's five o'clock in uh, in London, and it's uh, seven o'clock more in in Honolulu. It's good to reach out to people who are so far away and you know you're just like, oh look at that, look at that nice weather there and we're like sun is rising here, and the sun is setting there yeah yeah and it you you seem it's warm here, but it looks like it's cold there
1: No, it's beautiful
0: oh is it okay it's beautiful. oh
1: I'm wearing the hat because somebody said to me they don't recognize me as Rodney Cromwell if I'm not wearing the hat. <laughs> so I thought I'd try it out. So getting into my persona.
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining me this, on this day. Um, you know, I was wanted to, to ask you, what, tell us a little bit about the name. Why did you choose Rodney Cromwell?
1: Um, I just didn't want people at work to know what I get. Because obviously I have a day job. This doesn't pay the bills. And I didn't want them to know what I was getting up to in my spare time. But then, you know, eventually you just end up having to invite them to your gigs anyway and stuff. So it's like, or or my boss found out the other day that I'm in a band and making music and I'm playing with Flock of Seagulls. And he's like, why didn't you invite me? I love Flock of Seagulls. So, um, yeah, I mean, why? I I should. you know, I prefer, it's it's a persona, as I say, it's it's a persona, Rodney Cromwell. It's an extension of myself. It's not exactly me. It's a little bit more wacky.
0: Yeah, it's funny you you mentioned Plock of seagulls. I just uh, did an interview with uh uh the original drummer, the the brother of Mike Square, Ali Square. Uh, oh yeah, end, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice yeah.
1: guy.
0: Yeah, he's he he's, he collaborated with uh, Jen Vicks, and uh, they have a, a a song out. So uh, yeah, he was on the show just. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, a few days ago. Very cool. So it's gonna air soon, but yeah. So yeah, well, I guess we're all connected somehow, right? <laughs> somehow these yeah. everybody's connected. And and your music is uh electronic bass. I know you've been in uh, other previous bands. Saloon. Yep. Yeah. And um and Arthur and Martha.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Saloon uh was a few years back now. We were a sort of indietronica. We had like viola player, guitars, softly sung vocals, but we had two massive great moogs at the front of the stage. So we combined all the kind of like acoustic stuff with the synthetic stuff. I really loved the the the, the synth stuff. I was the bass player, but I moved much more onto the sort of synth stuff. And mm-hmm. so when that band kind of like split up and you know went our own ways, uh, you know, fairly harmoniously. Um, I went. To the next project I went on to was 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 Arthur and Martha, uh, which is kind of a proper full electronic thing. I mean, we re- basically we didn't want to have a drummer anymore. You know, they're so <laughs> you know we didn't want to have a big fan full of staff. We just want to be able to just you know get in the back of a car or get on the bus and and go and play a gig really and be a bit more flexible. So yeah, we did this kind of like two piece thing called Arthur and Martha, and it was yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: So you're Arthur, and then the yeah, and then there's Martha, and then so are you you guys? I mean, that was the last band that you were you collaborated with, right? I mean, you. Yeah, a, I'm still very,
1: a- I'm still very close to Martha. Her real name is Alice. Uh, uh she goes under the name of she records under the name of Alice Hubble. So she's put a couple of uh records out with on my record label as well in the last couple of years. So I'm very well. So yeah, I mean, you know, we still play together and stuff now and then. I mean, I she did a thing with um Damo Suzuki of Can. He does a oh. sort of thing where he goes from town to town and he puts together a backing band. And she was asked to put together the backing band and I played uh, alongside Alice with that. It was a lot of fun. That was just before the pandemic started. So that was the last show we played before uh, everything went a bit crazy.
0: And, and the and the record label you're, you're probably talking about is Happy Robot Records.
1: Yeah, that's right. Happy Robots. Yeah, that's my label. Yeah.
0: So um, now with, uh, with Rodney Cromwell, this is a solo. This is just you, right? Yeah. Okay, it's, yeah. Just you. How does it feel like doing this, uh being on your own and doing this on your own? I mean, more, is it more work to do compared to having a band?
1: Um <laughs> it's the same but different, really. Yeah, of course it is a lot more work. But I mean with all the previous well, certainly with Saloon, I was there was five of us, but I was managing the band. So managing people is a big part of the job anyway. So you take people out the equation and it's a lot easier. Um <laughs> it just sort of really happened really i wrote the first album and the plan was kind of for it to be the first the, the second arthur and martha album but alice martha she just felt it was a bit too personal to me basically because i'd wrote and written most you know all of it so so i decided to just do it as a solo thing and yeah it works really easily i've got i have a band when i play live I've two other people that come in oh yeah yeah, um, nice. yeah but i keep it flexible so i basically i got I didn't, you know, when I get a nice gig offer, it's a shame yeah. to have to turn it down because you know your drummer can't do it or somebody can't do it. So I can play as a one piece, I can play with a two piece or a three piece, and I've had various people coming and going in the band. Like Alice has played for a bit, my friend Richard, my friend Martin playing the band at the moment. So it's kind of flexible, and if one of them can't do it, you know, somebody else will come in. It's because, just to be honest, they're not the they're the most difficult songs <laughs> to learn.
0: Yeah. So Cromwell started I mean your debut LP was released in 2015 called The Age of Anxiety. That was the first one, right?
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then uh I and I know I I know you just released uh, Memory Box uh was it last week? Yeah, last week, yeah. So tell us a little bit about Age of Anxiety. The 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 title and
1: Yeah. I mean that came from a kind of a difficult part time of my life really. I was suffering from uh anxiety depression myself and and actually that writing the music was a, was a form of therapy and certainly getting out there and and playing again in front of people really helped me dealing with my anxiety and I, I've you know it's essentially exposure therapy so yeah, I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm 100% cured I get super nervous you know uh, even doing this I've got a little bit of butterflies in my chest uh-huh. but um i'm certainly not, it's not as debilitating as it used to be and it was really inspiring actually when i made that record lots of people who suffer from anxiety yeah. themselves were like i can really relate to some of the things that you've sung on this you know and, and it, i don't know if it helped them but certainly it, it, they didn't feel it so alone yeah. else actually dealing with this so.
0: i mean they always say music is therapy i mean it really is yeah i mean i yeah. you can listen to music before when you wake up and before you go to bed and you and in your dream state, you're still playing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's always music going through my head. Sometimes you want to get rid of it, but like,
0: argh,
1: uh-huh. but it, it's always there.
0: Well, what are some of your, um, you know, your influences, musical, musically?
1: Musically? Well, the first band I was really into was New Order. Oh, yeah. And, um, you can certainly hear that on,
0: mm-hmm, not I quite as
1: much on Memory Box, but certainly on Age of Anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got to a point in my, career if you want to call it that well i was just a lot more comfortable with uh you know recognizing my influences and stuff and not being ashamed to kind of wear them on my shoulder so yeah definitely that new order craft work um but i listen to like you know you see i've got a, quite a big record collection behind me you know i listen to all sorts of things another ba- artist i'm really into is a french artist well it's not french that's a lie belgium artist called strome and he's massive over in europe like a big pop artist but um, he also deals with things in his, his songs as well, like dealing with anxiety, depression, you know, loss, and as well as really joyful things as well. So, yeah. So a whole mix of, of things really came into the, the, the melting pot. You, you're just years of listening to music.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did um, some interviews with, um, um, with uh, New Order, actually, back in a uh, few years ago. I, uh, Peter Hook was, uh, I interviewed Peter Hook. Wow. And, um, Tom Chapman and Phil Cunningham, who was, who's in the newer, you know, they're new members of the band yeah, and, yeah. And shadow party. Yeah. They, they came to Honolulu sometime, sometime ago. I think they, they play here. Yeah. They played like, uh, I don't know how many years ago that was maybe, maybe six, seven years ago.
1: Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah.
0: yeah they're one of, they're truly one of my favorite bands as well. I love new order. And, uh, we talked, uh, when I talked to Peter hook, we talked about the Hacienda and just, uh, you know, um, uh, Manchester basically yeah it was uh, it was a good interview
1: yeah. I love Manchester I'm going up there tomorrow to play a gig it's one Yeah, of my yeah, favorite, yeah yeah it's one of my favorite places to play it's just lovely people up there and um yeah as long as it's not raining it's rained many times and I've been up there and it snowed I think finally I'm going to have beautiful weather tomorrow so I'm looking forward to that
0: so uh, how did how did it all started out with electronic music you know some people they you know they they play different types of um music different types of instrument but for you i know it's electronic bass and i i also read somewhere that you uh, you like vintage equipment
1: yeah yeah i yeah. all my gear is vintage i don't yeah. have anything more recent well, other than you know the sort of keyboards that i used to you know on the computer but everything really is is really i mean like my most recent key synthesizer is 15 years old now 16 the micro Korg which I still think is my new synth but it's not new at all um you know I've got an ARP synthesizer I've got two Moogs or Moogs I've got a Korg MS10 I just love the sound I love the kind of visceral feeling of it twisting knobs and you know it's not about programming it's not about sitting in front of the computer and doing things on the computer it's just oh, in front of you
0: I was yeah. going to ask you. I was going to ask you. How do you? Uh, what is vintage? Com- you know, for the people who don't, who may not understand what that means. What? Is, what is? How is that different? But it's from- not
1: digital. It's not digital, essentially.
0: Oh yeah, it's analog. That's not digital. Okay.
1: It's really about the filters inside it and how the electronics work in there. Yeah. The other
0: ones are the ones with the little things that you kind of put that in? And, but, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. really? I
1: mean, what really turned me on to it was I was at the. Um, we call it the tip. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. Where you take your trash, basically, a kind of like communal area to take your trash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, mm-hmm. and before we had like, we have recycling centers now, before that, and I, got, I was in the queue and there was this old couple and they got this big stack of records and they just lowered it in there. And like, was my, I was next to the queue and I pulled them out. I loved them, took them home. And um, lo- lots of the records in there were kind of like these old sort of exotica stuff, oh, you know. Wow.
0: Really?
1: Te- they threw up, that away? Like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, but that, exactly. Uh, I mean, this was 20, 25 years, 20 years ago, something like that. You know, but there was loads of like Moog albums in there and stuff. And, you know, big, big band stuff, James Last and stuff. And I and I loved it. I was really attracted to the Moog stuff. And then, yeah, my, one day my mum phoned me up and she's like, oh, I was in a music shop and they've got a Moog synthesizer in the, on the wall. So I drove over there and... Yeah and I was uh bought, them, bought my first move and after that it was changed my life really <laughs> still talking about it now
0: Yeah no I I also read somewhere that you did uh, some pure sessions with your with saloon way back uh, well that must be um you know those recordings are you know pri- uh, priceless actually you know um, yeah.
1: yeah that was before John, I mean we did it just a few years before John passed away you know yeah. right at the end of his his you know life sadly and his you know his career yeah we did three sessions we did two studio sessions and one live session so we got to meet john as well at the live one yeah though i mean there were yeah you can't take those away i mean that was an amazing experience some of the best i know very yeah. much so yeah
0: so uh, well, what are how do you get um inspired to write a new song i mean i know you do um i always want to ask that because that's always something that some people get you know some people experience things and they write things or some people just was writing on the train, and then they thought, Oh, I'm going to put this song together. And
1: it, it to- totally varies. I mean, with this album, I knew I wanted to write an album in a year 2020. I was already planning before the pandemic hit. My plan was always to always write my new album that year. Um, and yeah, sometimes i just, it's just a word, two words, or whatever. I'll write them on my phone and then come back to them a week later. So I'll try writing around that word almost. And most of the time, or other times, it's just sit in front of the synthesizer, hit it a few times, and see what happens, really. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm. you know, I suppose the reason I like New Order so much is I know they're from that kind of punk rock tradition where they're not particularly yeah. musically trained, and I'm not either, to be honest. I had one recorder lesson, that's all I ever had. And then my teacher actually kicked me off, and I never went as well back.
0: So I was all like uh, self-taught kind of? Yeah,
1: entirely, yeah yeah wow. entirely self-taught so um so just, it, yeah <laughs> it so it's just i mean m- music writing for me it's just happy accidents i don't have like a big s- studio set up all that sort of stuff it's just the gear really i've got a very old computer i record on i don't have fancy door like they call them you know Logic and all that sort of stuff i got a uh, roman angelos uh, richard bennett from new In New York to mix the albums, I didn't do the mixing myself, but in terms of the actual recording, yeah, it's just literally thumping on some gear and hoping something sticks together, really
0: Wow, that's great Have you ever thought about doing anything with film?
1: Well, wouldn't we all like to do that? I mean <laughs> it's hours in the day. there's so many things I'd love to do we did uh, we did a brilliant thing with saloon where we did we went to the i c a the Institute of Contemporary Arts, just so it's just right you know down the road from buckingham palace and it's a terrific arts thing there and they we did a soundtrack to the film le jete which is a french film which uh, 12 monkeys is based on and that was that, that was a terrific experience to do it was only 25 minutes long but we did the soundtrack entirely live no computers or anything just the five of us and that was yeah alongside the peel sessions that was another career high for me <coughs>
0: so do you you like um do you like disco by any chance i mean electronic you know disco has been i mean uh, this foundation of dance music
1: you know Mm -hmm. i used to listen to a lot of disco yeah a lot less so now i'll be honest but i used to back in the day i used to you know do uh djing myself and and there'd be Mm -hmm. a hell of a lot of like old 70s records in there you know like things like you know car wash and chic and all that sort of stuff but there are so many people that do that sort of stuff much better than i do you know, and always who who wouldn't? I'd love to be able to play the kind of Niall Rodgers type guitar. I often say oh, that to yeah. my guitar <laughs> player. Just do, just do a Niall Rodgers like that's really <laughs> easy. You know, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know, who doesn't love
0: a bit of disco? So yeah, you you must like um, you know uh, Brian Eno and Chris and Cozy and all those guys, uh, those pioneers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: not. I'm not. Not not. I do know some of the stuff. The Chris and Cozy stuff a little bit, but not. I'm, I'm not a. Would ever profess to, to be an expert in uh, in
0: anything? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm 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 I really like your your latest uh, LP called Memory Box that came out uh, last last week on Happy your, your, your label Happy Happy Robot Records. And um, how many tracks were in there? I think there are like how many? Twelve. Twelve, yeah. 12 yeah. That that one came out, and if somebody wanted to um to find out more about that, they can go to. I know you have some um. They're in Bandcamp and. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, you go to happyrobots.co.uk, which is my website. It's on Bandcamp, and it is distributed in shops as well. So, you know, you, you, it's on Amazon and all those sort of places, you know, and in real record shops as well. So, uh, yeah, it is pretty much most places. There's
0: a lot, lot of good tracks there. Could you tell us about that? Like, what was the inspiration behind that particular LP, memory um, box?
1: Yeah, I mean, originally I was going to do something more kind of dark and gothicy, I suppose. And the first couple of tracks I wrote were a bit darker, and um, and then the pandemic hit, and I was like, I don't want to write dark music anymore, you know. <laughs> no, don't so it all
0: out of this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and and it all got a bit. It's, it, and I caught COVID as well while writing it, and I very much didn't want to write. Uh, one of these kind of lockdown albums that are all kind of new age and reflective. I wanted to write an album for, you know, when you get out, when this is all over, that we can enjoy, really. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly, certainly the experience of having COVID made it a little bit more, you know, I got quite bad brain fog. And uh, <laughs> it just made it a little bit more psychedelic, dare I say it, you know, without the use of drugs. Um, it just went in that direction, really uh I, I think it became a much better record for it i'm really glad i changed the direction of it well i think once i wrote the song memory box um which was just to be about me not being able to remember things properly um, <laughs> uh, and it literally came from that and then you know and then after that actually it it just became something more as i say more psychedelic a little bit more interesting i thought than just a sort of straight dark synth wave album which was the way it was going to get otherwise because
0: i know you release uh some um that was the first, I don't know was the first track or something back last year of Memory Box. There were remixes also. Mm. Yeah, and they- yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So Mood Tag did one, uh, and they are uh, on my label as well. And there's another guy who did a sort of more, more dance one. Uh, a U W. His name is. That's my brother actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a bit like Dom. He's that's the name of my brother. I was like Dom. I'm, can you do me a remix like sharpish? Because I forgot to sort this out. And he knocked one up really quickly for me. Yeah. He's good. So, he does his, he's a synthwave act. Yeah. yeah.
0: So all the tracks from this album were mixed and co-produced by Richard Bennett and, and mastered by Pete Mahler, who's, does who did uh, other works, including U2 and uh, who worked with Goldfrapp and, and Paul Weller. I was, I was like, wow, cool. And Pixies. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Some really big names. He's great. He's, he, he, you know, he, he's happy to master... Not just the big names, but smaller artists as well. And there's a lot of people that are like, no, we don't, I don't need to do you anymore. I'm too busy <laughs> doing Bono or whatever. But no, yes, yeah, it, yeah, he's a good guy.
0: Is there, any, is there anybody in the future you would like to collaborate with, if you could? <sighs>
1: I don't know. Is Lady Gaga busy? I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, yeah. have you seen her um, latest um, Gucci I haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't
1: I haven't I've seen the adverts Yeah <laughs> I, I was going to see a live But she had backache Or something And she pulled out
0: the Gucci. Yeah, It's actually a really good movie I watched it on the plane
1: Oh the Gucci I, film Yeah of course oh, No I haven't Gucci seen it yet movie. I'm waiting for it to come On the telly here Yeah
0: Yeah I was watching On the plane On my way to San Francisco I, I, I missed it completely And I, I, I actually liked it <laughs> It oh, kept brilliant. me it kept It kept the The long flight You know Busy <laughs> So I,
1: yeah, yeah, but in, I mean, in terms of collaboration, you know, I again, it, I just not, I, you know, yeah, if somebody came along, that'd be great. But otherwise, I'll just keep doing what I do on on my lonesome, if need be. You know, I work with, you know, people I really like, like Richard, Bennett You know, yeah, so, which is a great thing. I, you know, it's I don't want to work with anyone I don't really get on with anymore. I mean, that's part of the beautiful thing about being in a solo project. You don't have to work with people that.
0: Yeah, and you have you have all the instruments you have and so are you uh, will you be doing anything coming up Any, anything coming up in the future uh
1: a lot of shows if i can get them
0: okay.
1: uh obviously i play with flock of seagulls next week but that's sold out and play manchester tomorrow oh, um yeah, I'm I'm doing a few other london shows hoping to get to europe again i was supposed to go a few weeks ago to dusseldorf but because of the pandemic i got pulled um have to go to paris very, at are at the very least and then, yeah, I'll probably take another single off the album. And then I've got another song as well, which I wrote at the same time, which is a little bit too silly for the album, a bit too mm-hmm. lighthearted. And that's called uh, Exercise Class. So I might do that as a, as a standalone. Exercise song.
0: Class. Is that, is that part of the song that was released on the, on the album or a new one? No, it's
1: not. It's not. I wrote it at the same time, oh. but it, just, it didn't quite sit on the album. It's a little bit too lightweight. It is sort of pumping workout song it's very disco 80s kind of like disco thing um and it's got me doing a sort of spoken word vocal on it it's quite of it's quite of the moment but it didn't really sit on the record it was between that or wristwatch television and wristwatch television was the one i felt fitted better on the album so yeah i might do that sooner that was one of those songs where i literally wrote down on my phone write a song called exercise class and then eventually i like okay Let's just get on with it and do it then. And it, you know, <laughs> two words and it's yeah.
0: yeah. So tomorrow, actually, you're going to uh, Manchester. Is that the one? Tomorrow?
1: Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, actually, is it?
0: Oh no, it's tomorrow for you guys, right? In a few, in a few hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. more sleep.
0: <laughs> one more okay. sleep to go, and yeah. then next week is the flock of seagulls.
1: Yeah. that's the right. yeah. Oh, okay.
0: How exciting! Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a busy time. To be honest. Yeah,
1: it's
0: great. Yeah. Well, so. I know you have some information here. I mean, if people want to check it out, it's um, happyrobots.com. Co.uk. Okay. And then slash Rodney-Cromwell. And then you also have your Bandcamp page, Rodney Cromwell on Bandcamp. And then of course you're on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram and all that stuff.
1: All that stuff. I'm not quite (laughs) worked onto TikTok yet. Who knows, eh?
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah. So I, I I know one of your inspiration too, is Alice in Wonderland. I, I read that somewhere.
1: Yeah, I love that book. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so, that so kind of this. sort of surreal, surreal. Mushroom. mushroom. Yeah, mushroom. <laughs> it's the otherworldly side of it that I like. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely an influence. Yeah. You know, that's just kind of like the blurred reality. And it was certainly when I was writing Memory Box, the song, that was definitely, I felt at the time, oh, this has got a kind of like Alice in Wonderland vibe. So I went off and reread it again for like I don't know fourth, fifth time or whatever, and and then yeah, I just kind of incorporated some of that otherworldliness into it. That and uh, Franz Kafka as well. So there's a lot of I Id- notions around kind of like bureaucracy, that sort of thing as well. The sort of you know so, it, so there's a song in there called the Small Print. There's one about this one called the Butterflies in the Filing Cabinet. Um, so yeah there's a kind of mix of like otherworldliness yeah, yeah. and then a- yeah. absolute mundaneness really yeah and trying to make the mundane into something otherworldly i suppose
0: yeah no it's great it's great great music you know and i i really enjoy listening to it it's, it's you know it's, it's different like music is just beautiful in every way i mean you you get exposed to these different artists and you um you you begin to appreciate it even more you know and you. uh yeah, so, you know, thank you for uh, coming on the show. Anything else um, we we, uh, we need to talk about uh, that's coming up for you? Uh, oh. maybe you got live and then, uh, and then we'll wait for the next album.
1: Yeah, I've, it <laughs> might take a while. I, I like to, I, in the early part of my career, I put out an album and then it split up the band. Certainly that happened with Arthur Marth and certainly with the second Saloon album. So certainly, my thing these days is I put out an album, and then I will flog it to death. So I'll still be talking about it in at least a year's time. I can assure you. You know, uh, I just want to make sure people get to hear it. And actually, sometimes these, you know, this it doesn't happen. I think it's really important the promo side of of it. Is is what's the point in making it if no one's going to hear it? So, So
0: will you will you be will you be uh, working with uh, Arthur and Martha again?
1: I, who knows? Probably not. I don't think Alice is that interested, but maybe. I mean, I've always said to her I would never count it out.
0: Yeah. Well, we look forward to the next one. And, uh, you know, congratulations on this new um, LP. It is out now. It just was released last week and uh, perfect timing, actually. Memory Box. You can find that on, on your label happy robots yeah records and then uh of course uh if you go to um the website happyrobotscouk slash rodney dash cromwell you can find that as well
1: yeah great and it should be on spotify and all those things as well yeah. if you're that way inclined yeah,
0: yeah my great music and it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you in this early morning and uh it really made my day now i can now i can uh Go to something more, you know.
1: <laughs> go yeah, to my Yeah, office. yeah, absolutely. I it, it's it's tea time here, so I have to go and feed my family. Oh <laughs>
0: tea time. Yeah. I just had my coffee, but uh yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been brilliant. Yeah.